Well, the warmer weather really does make you just want to get out and shine, right? It's such a mood booster. So let's work with that energy and add renewed confidence with a little help from the Skin Center. It's Abby, and we can say goodbye to that winter dullness with a Diamond Glow facial or try the go-to anti-aging skincare treatment, microneedling, which stimulates collagen. Just DM Skin Center MD on Instagram or give them a call and mention the promo code Abby. You'll get $50 off your next skincare treatment. The Skin Center. Pittsburgh's number one med spa. I'm Minnie Driver, and in my new podcast, Mini Questions, I explore our differences and our similarities by asking people the same seven questions. Questions about what makes us happy, what we're curious about, and what love means to us. This season, I'll be speaking with the brilliantly talented actor Viola Davis, epic Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl, and investigative reporter Ronan Farrow. Listen and subscribe to Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 20 Day Fiance. Hello, I am notoriously known for getting into a full-on, one-on-three violent brawl in the Fashion Square uh, Mall parking lot in Sherman Oaks when I was fighting people from Taft High School. People know about this fight. It's legendary. Uh, the, I'm known in the Valley as Sophia Alexandra, the one who did a three-on-one in the Fashion Square parking lot. Damn straight. Better recognize. A fight, not sexually. Whatever. You know what? I'll do what it takes to win the fight, Miles. <laughs> what if that's how dudes fought? They're like, yeah, I'll fuck you and all your homies. Oh, yeah? And how that's many? who won. Oh, I can't handle yeah, all yeah, this all dick right them. now. You're not even ready, you bring bro. seven friends. I'll fuck all of them up the butt. Seven? That's it? I like it, too. That's light work. Um, okay, I'm sorry. What? What? Um, <laughs> Look, I I guess it's a weird time to drop my credentials, but mm-hmm. I am um hamster optometrist Miles Gray. <laughs> um I'm you're a hamster I'm sorry, what are you optometrist? Mm-hmm. So that means that you make glasses for uh, Well, if they need them, I'm not like a shitty doctor. I only prescribe you glasses if you need them. Right. You know, I'm right, not trying right. to take innocent fucking hamsters money out there. That's not who I am. I'm Miles but Gray. That's, I have integrity. Because optometry is about vision care mm-hmm. and eye care, and ophthalmology is about your actual eyeball science biology, correct? I'm sorry. Are you the optometrist? Pretty Based sure on the intro, that... and if and if you if my name is Miles, if if I'm gonna pull the curtain back and I'm Miles Gray, the hamster optometrist, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Well, you can't take it the other way, so <laughs> Okay, well, you did the three-on-one parking lot fight and made that a thing about sex, so... No, I didn't. You were the one who said it wasn't sexual. And then you said it could... Fine. Well, I had to go uh, that We're way off then. to the start. Less stressful this time because we are not live streaming. We are still oh, working out those That was a goddamn things. nightmare. Oh, my Shout God. Shout out to all the K-1s on that one. Y'all are the realest people and fans ever. Uh, this is this I is a podcast. My mom's been this nice to me ever. This was a four-hour stream that should have taken two hours. <laughs> you said your own mother wasn't this nice. I know, unbelievable. Um, but yes, welcome to Four Twenty Day Fiance. That's right. Uh, you are listening to a podcast where Miles and Sophia talk about our favorite reality TV show, Ninety Day Fiance, and we do that while we are elevated. Yes. Okay. Smoking weed. Um. Today. Today's liftage. Today's. Let me just check the liftography of where I'm being lifted to. This is a Nug Premium pre roll. Now this isn't just any pre roll. Okay. 
This is a uh, Supreme's Gittles strain rolled up with THCA diamonds. Okay, twist up with all these diamonds. Like a diamond. Twist up all these diamonds. So it's concentrated. So you know, you know what time it is. It's it's going. It's going to smoke for a very long time, and I will probably misspeak repeatedly throughout the show. I mean, we already had a rough start because I think uh, we miss people, and sometimes the intensity of missing people turns into a fight about hamsters yeah. and their eye care. And I think we everyone's going other. through that right now. You know, yeah. we were just talking before the show started about how when are we going to do this shit IRL again? Because uh, in Los Angeles County, our shelter in place warning has been extended three months, uh, not officially yet, but that is what the uh leaders that be say so uh we'll, well, i guess we'll do this for a minute hey we couldn't smoke in the studio last time though so at least we got that that's true hmm. i try and find us silver linings i'm smoking a ganja gold pre-roll it's an infused pre-roll it's the green tarantula so, wow we got all infusions that's you up. were about to Sativa, spark that fucking african queen i was you gonna were smoke about to the spark grenade, that grenade. yeah it's just a it, lot it, it looks like it looks like it causes more stress than it does enjoyment at the moment, just with the way you were lighting it and, and the time crunch. It looks like a great time though. It's just me alone and it's a lot of pressure to get that grenade, you know? Just I hear you. for me. One day we will smoke grenades together. Oh, you know, man, that's really our promise that. to them. On camera, they'll see us pass a a one single smoking device to the next person, like olden days. I can you imagine putting your mouth somewhere else that someone's mouth has been? Yeah. Ugh. Wild. Wild times. Anyway, so this is a show where we talk about our favorite podcast. I'm sorry, our favorite TV show, 90 Day Fiance. This is actually also my favorite podcast. I'm not going to lie. I listen to each episode at least three times over and over and <laughs> have a good old time. You're responsible um, for most of our listenership. I am. Well, you know, I bought 6,000 burner phones and put the podcast app on it. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, that's why we bounce around on the charts sometimes. Depends on if I can remember to charge all 6,000 phones. But uh, gosh, what an episode. We're getting we're getting towards the end of the season here. Season four of what is technically known as Before the 90 Days. Mm -hmm. uh, the show Before the People Decide Whether or Not They're Bringing the Foreign Lover to the States and it, this was like a mix of slow and some substance. Yeah, I think at this point, we're saving all of the excitement for the tell-all. Because I don't, I don't think that this is in any way... I mean, they do this all the time. It's like you get the juice, then the next episode's like... And like, that's how this yeah. goes. I mean, whatever. There is some satisfying saying, stuff, but not a lot. People were saying the tell-all leaked already. And yes, I, I don't want to get into what somebody, many people have actually sent probably both our way, uh, a development that I did not see coming. And I'm curious if TLC was fully in on some fuckery in the edit or what's going on, but that has to do with David and Lana. And we'll get to that later. Um, but first we should just dive right in and get our vegetables. Let's do it. Episode 12. What's the title? I don't know. Oh, geez, that was a that was a setup move for you. The, the oh, king sorry. of wishful thinking. Ask me again. <laughs> you know Ask me again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, we're not cutting this out. You have to live this one out. <laughs> Normally, you have. I'm surprised you didn't have me on that one. Um, I know I did yes. this time. I'm sorry. The king of it, wishful thinking. Now, who do we it, think that if is? If I if if the titles aren't 
immediately reminiscent of the song to me, then I just mm-hmm. forget them and I don't write them down. I'm very, I take this podcast very seriously, so. Yeah, I mean, some say too seriously. This is a song by Go West, the king of the king of wishful thinking. Because uh, we always said every song, it's like a song title. Uh, and that was a high thought because this diamond infused J is already kicking it. Um, Ash and Avery, let's just go. Let's go. All right, let's go. Um, so she tells him that before they go and meet the ex-wife and have a chat about um, moving Stealing Ash's, his son. Yeah, moving Ash's <laughs> son with that woman permanently to another country. Um, basically, she's like, I need some time to sleep on my own. Like, I... I don't want to crash in the same hotel room as you because things have been kind of crazy and I just need a little time yeah. to think. And then he immediately says, it's very selfish <laughs> for you to want that right now. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, even before that, right? The When the car ride over to the hotel and she was like, no, nah, I'm not. I don't want to be near you. Sorry, no sex tonight. And that's what I think he was really responding to. Um the they take they pick up from when he stormed out from that last episode when he had just been dressed down by her and he's so immature and fragile that he had his bags and she has had it she is out the fucking door um and he was like if you care show me something i wrote that down because i used to say shit like this sometimes i do when i regress into bad habits that's an immature man's way of saying that they're hurt (laughs) <laughs> because they don't want to say they can't articulate articulate that they're hurting they're they will just then demand what in this version which is give me reassurance if you care show me something because he doesn't want to apologize he just says say something nice nice to me to make me feel like a man again is what i took this as um then there's this whole point where like he's like you, you tell me you love me tell me blah 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 blah, 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 blah. and this is when i saw her turn into the fucking three-eyed raven and her eyes just glossed over like she was Bran Stark and she was just like warging somewhere because she no longer Yo. was like giving a fuck about him. She was like, I'm sorry. Do you think it's okay to approach people with shit like you're heartless and expect to talk? The thing is that bugs me about this is she's been so reasonable at calling him out on his shit, but she's still trying instead of just walking away from this guy who's mm. clearly not a good partner. But she's just, I think she likes that dick. And like last time, remember, we were like, his dick isn't worth it, girl. Like, it's not. But now I think it must be because she probably spent a night away from that dick. And she was like, you know what? Maybe I need to remember the episode where where the episode they fucked. You could she was she was fucked up off the dick. You could tell she she was was high off the D. She was like, I don't know. She's like, I've never felt like this before. Yeah. Wrist icicle, ride dick bicycle is what she said. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't I could like there was something there. Her toenails had shot off her feet. That's what happened. She was recovering them the next day. Still TBD cannot be found. But I think she also at this point is playing it so she can actually build the most complete case as to like why it's never going to work. She's like, okay, well, the last thing I still need to know for sure is I suspect he was lying to me when he said his ex was cool with us just taking his son away from her. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's ready to dip. And I think you can tell she's kind of like, 
yeah, that's fine. I'm about to leave anyway. Let me just talk to Cian and see what's happening. The thing that was so wild, though, is that at the end of the fight, they just pivot to sort of like, all right, so shall we go meet your ex and your son? <laughs> There's nothing they can do. It's a. It was like a 12-hour drive or some shit, right? To go meet him. Is that how long? Oh, it was have... like a long-ass thing. That's why Yikes. they were going to crash before, like in the hotel. They get to the city where they're going, where Shion lives, and then... Mm-hmm. They were like gonna crash in the hotel and go over the next morning because of the drive taking all day. So yeah. I think A, that drive looks uncomfortable as fuck. Imagine sitting next to dude for that long where you're just thinking, like, I think he's a liar. And mm. I think I'm driving somewhere where more of his lies will be revealed. And you're yeah. just thinking about that for hours right next to him. Oh man, I hope he's the kind of guy that sings along to music in a really annoying way because then she's like, oh, that's another negative to add to that column. She's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we're not meant to be. Oh, he's like, you really like Brian Adams this much? (laughs) So, you know, we finally get to, you know, meet Cian and Taj. And that's been a big moment that this whole, I think, season's been building up to is like being like, okay, let's see Cian, let's see Taj. Um, Cian is Cian how you pronounce it? Sh- Sean? I have no idea because I thought there was. He says Cian. Cian Look, but I, don't I don't. I don't know enough uh, people with traditional. Uh, I think it's an Irish name uh, for me to pronounce that properly. Celtic, yeah. Celtic. Uh, so please apologize, but I'm just mimicking what I'm hearing on the show. Uh, but Taj, do we have to say anything else except for children? An angel. As always on the show, are angels in heaven, but especially him. He's an angel. What a sweetie. He gives her a hug right away. And it has jokes even. Oh my God. That cannibalism joke? Uh, Fire. Excuse you? Uh, Okay. Let's reproduce it. Let's reproduce it for the listeners. Uh, Why why don't you be Taj, Miles? Why? You you just literally put the hardest bit on me, which is the setup. I'm high as shit. Um, What do you call? No, I'm doing the setup. Right? No, you said I'm Taj. Oh, then yeah, that means no, I'm telling the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wow, you, you and you're go. the professional stand-up. That's I'm you see, high. you see what's so being high. happened here. <laughs> I have to do her work. Um, <laughs> hey, what, what do you what call do you a cat mean? that? Or, excuse you, heckler. Shut the fuck up, man. Who show you at? That's right. Show me your tits. Anyway, hey, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> hey, tell your mom. I'm a man. Fuck this. Uh, see, this is why I wasn't a stand-up. So. Here's Taj's joke. What do you call a cat that eats other cats? What? A catable or catable. What do you call it when? See, this is why you should have done it. It's a catable. Yeah, you got it. It was, but the punchline was catabolism. Catabolism. What do you oh, call it? Call, what do you call, what do you call it, when, call it a cat when a cat eats, eats another, cat? another cat? I was like, yo, is this dude about to say a wild eating pussy joke? Yeah. I, I, I really also was going there too. You were, right? Yeah. I was like, this isn't how you meet your father's girlfriend. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, yo, this might be a witty fucking cunnilingus joke. And this kid is just coming out. I was like, maybe it makes sense. Like, maybe the dad, like, they're all so, like, sexually liberated. So he's making, like, eating the pussy jokes or something. I don't know. He just told him in advance. He, like, trained him. He's like, yo, my new girlfriend's going to come and meet us. Okay. You got to do one thing, my my man. You gotta do a pussy eating joke to let her know that I'm a feminist, okay? My seminar was trash. She thought I was a sexist. Save me. Please save me. So, I mean, yeah, he has, it seems like he has a budding career as a stand up. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where that goes. I mean, he's so, a clever writer. 
regular yeah. John Mulaney over here. I mean, he clearly heard of, he said cannibal. That remind, that rhymes with cat. I thought maybe the first level would just be a can. Like what's a can when a can eats another can? Cannibalism. Um, that would have been just a note, but I'm an old person who doesn't have a comedy career, so it's good for him. <laughs> I will sign up for his seminar. Um, the CM was kind of like, Given her a little shade, I liked what she was doing. She was like, I can see potential with the two of them, and I see the attraction, but I also see trouble, and I will speak up if I see trouble ahead, and this makes me jealous. Here's how I interpreted mm. the situation. I think she was put in the weird position of like, you know when you don't know if like you're like friends girlfriend or boyfriend and them are gonna stay together so they're asking you what your opinion is or telling you that they've like been having fights and you do not like their partner but you can't say anything because you're like i don't know if this is still gonna work out so Mm -hmm. you're just kind of trying to like play both ways where you're like well i could see how you guys are really good for each other and get along in a lot of ways, but I also see that there could be potential for trouble. Because, like, right. you want to cover your ass either way, yeah. but you're afraid to just be like, yeah, I don't know. This seems like a bad idea, because then they'll blame you. So I think she was just trying to be like, I don't know. I don't want to come off as the bad ex-wife, but at the I same think, time, yeah. yeah, and I don't even mean to say that, like, she could be jealous, because at the end of the day, when they go to their little wine bar sit-down meeting, it is clear that... For me, I was like, oh, no, no, no. She loves her son, and she does want, not want the father of her son getting into some nonsense that her son will also have to be a bystander and have a front row seat to. Because um, that w- that became very clear. That was a in- very interesting conversation that when they get the tea report at the wine bar. Um, yeah. And we find out like they just only recently got divorced, not like a, a year long time ago. ago. A year ago, they got divorced right before he started dating right Avery, which and, he never told her and it's like I, they've been separated forever so it's not like he lied but she's but, right in that he always keeps something from her and yeah. there's always like an inaccuracy or something he didn't mention or something that he is trying to cover up and of course that makes it feel like whoever you're dating cannot be trusted yeah uh they're just i think when she explains though like well why did it take a year Luckily, she wasn't like, oh, it's because we were still fucking or whatever. She was like, nah, we're just, it just seemed like they were just super chill about it. And they're like, I don't know, we just got around to it a year ago. But yeah, like things have been amicable. Um, But they are divorced, so whatever. But yeah, I think to her point, everything's like only, she's only always getting about like 60% of what's actually happening. If that. fills in the rest. Yeah, I was going to say 80 earlier when I was like, let's say 20 Enough that it there's a piece of it that looks like the truth. Because then the next point is she's like, okay, so what's good with Taj coming to the U.S.? Are well, you even before that? she says that, she goes, do you think Taj is honest? I mean, do you think Ash is honest? And she mm-hmm. says, yes, after such a long beat that I'm like, you did notice that pause, right? Yeah. Like she for real does not think that. He's honest. There's no way if someone was like, hey, do you think Miles is a good person? I'd be like, yeah. If I waited that long, you would be like, that's very strange. Why did you wait? I thought you would just say no immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just be like, no, I don't fuck with him. Yeah, Yeah, you're like, no, fuck that guy. Just a show. It's just a show, dude. We don't fucking, we don't, ugh, no. 
I would never. Um, the whole thing, though, with them is like, uh, wait, wait, where the fuck was I going to say? Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> um, I said that <clears throat> it's weird when someone asks you a question about someone's personality that's very should be very easy to answer. And oh, you wait yes. for a really long beat before you answer. I just got a four hundred twenty thousand point bonus for just being, being so high. high. I lost my train of thought as I was speaking, and I wasn't even really. It was something you reminded me of. Is the other thing she asked is like, you know, what's up? Like, what happened with you? and ash and she also kind of says this thing that was very interesting it was like he doesn't really t- share his feelings ever and you never know when he's stressed so shit just starts manifesting in weird ways because he has no release valve for any of this shit uh which was very i th- I was like mm, that's a very good point i think a lot of that happens with a lot of men though too like if you are raised to be like stoic and shit, you don't necessarily always be like, oh, I'm stressed about this. Or I'm stressed about that. Like certain things you'll share, but other things you'll just compartmentalize or personal, depending on whatever that is. And I, I was like, for a second, brains I was like, are boxes. You probably forgot about that. I forgot about that box. You know what I mean? Because you I'm too I'm busy saying? hunting. I'm too busy bringing down prey so I can bring back to the woman whose breasts are feeding my children, okay? I mean, I feel like you weren't even listening at, at in Asha's seminar where he really broke it down and it's like, your boxes, that's what your brain is. It's boxes, that's what your brain dude. Is. It's boxes, of course dude. you're compartmentalizing. How else could you do it? It's only compartments up in your brain, bro. The other part that was interesting when he's like, bigger titties equals more attraction because, and then they're like, what is this? Like, because milk, first of all, hold, let me ex- finish first. I believe it's his explanation was hashtag science. Hashtag science, hashtag them titties. <laughs> Spell D-E-M, okay? Don't embarrass us. Oh, God, could you imagine? Uh, that felt like where he was probably headed, though, with that seminar. That seminar was the most revealing thing about his personality and was far more honest about who he actually is than yeah. anything he had ever said to her. So for us now to be listening to her say, like, yeah he's honest oh no he's a great person it just didn't work out because i didn't know what was happening with him ever and then randomly like like, that's essentially what she said that she didn't know what was going on with him because he never expressed himself and then problems just started happening and it was kind of too late it had already been falling apart like longer than she knew about which is yeah not a great recommendation from your ex-wife but not the worst thing i've heard yeah, I mean, it seems like by the end of it, it's clear to Avery, as Sian says herself, she is deeply upset about the thought of her son moving to the United States. And she would much rather him stay there and he makes the he endeavors to visit his son in Australia rather than just taking him or expecting him to come to the US. Um, Not even that. She goes, why doesn't he visit you in America like four times a year? Right. That's what I meant. Like that and he lives. And make yeah, right. the son the priority considering she yeah. goes, she, he's a kid. He's a kid who needs his dad. And right. I'm like, and that's where she looks at it too. She's like, it's not even like that you're with him. She's like, I need Taj. I want Taj to have fucking everything he needs. So like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about you, Avery. Uh, with your weed cakes or whatever the fuck you're doing, putting one string <laughs> no, one leaf on fucking a salad. big ass leaf in a salad. We still have also, never understood what that was about. New, new, um, new segment. I'm going to start calling side note uh, because I write, uh, you and I write so many random side notes that don't have anything to do with the narrative, uh, that are just stray thoughts. That I just want to bring up my side note for Ash and Avery. I just wrote Avery looks like somebody who played competitive soccer. I agree with that assessment. Okay. 
That's my side note. I just felt like, and it's not because she looks like Alex Morgan. She has like she her personality type energetically reminds me of one of those like honest like jock girls. Yeah, but was like, like super smart though too. Like there was always like the soccer player who was like mad smart. Also, sometimes it would be the same. Like the valedictorian was one of the best soccer players on the team. I but don't they know. like would never be like drama. Do you know what I mean? They'd always be just like really straightforward and nice to everyone. It's like that yeah. girl. My okay. valedictorian, she was not the soccer. She was not in soccer, not an athlete. Definitely zero drama. Very chill. Shout out Aaron. Uh, my the valedictorian was my best friend Rebecca, and she was the opposite of chill. She was a very tense nerd and i love her and uh shout out rebecca takes all kinds out? you know uh she lives in new york so no okay i was gonna say that's not an answer <laughs> do you hang out <laughs> she lives in new york okay but i like no, i said, haven't talked to no. her in like probably like five years but i did oh, see her come back rebeck yeah come she's on, dope huh? i like her all right well before we move on to steph sterica or erifany whatever you want to call them uh let's take a quick break and we'll be back Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. America's so fucking tight. We're back. Um, hold on, let me... Before we kick this segment off, I need to have a sip of my... Yeah, hydrate. My white Gatorade. My Glacier Cherry. I've been drinking so much Gatorade in quarantine. It's weird. Careful. It has a lot of sugar in it. It's not good for not you. Not like... I'm not even drinking one a day. I'm just saying before I never kept Gatorade in my house. And now every time I go to the store, I pick up a little quick eight pack of Glacier Cherry. Okay. So let's move on to Stephanie and Erica. I have so much to say. Oh my God. Okay. What the f- I'm Okay. So I will say this before we begin this segment. I have arrived with a conclusion on Stephanie. And I will, at some point, my verdict will come out. Um, I have, I have finally been pushed to a point where, uh, have, are you joining me in welcoming her to cancel fucking Vania? I am rolling out the red carpet right now. And sh- her ass bitch. is there. I don't. And don't worry about her. catching your disease when you're there because we've put together a special quarantined area of Cancelvania for yeah. you so you can be safe, but still Absolutely. be where you deserve to be, which is in hell. Cancelvania, look. It may be a place where people that uh, who are canceled go, but there's still you're still your basic humanity is respected, even though you probably didn't respect other people's. But that's exactly. that's the irony of Cancelvania. Cancelvania is kinder to you than actually you could have even been. It's very it's a very complex place. I mean, philosophers will probably discuss the ramifications and the nuances of Cancelvania for years to come, but that's not for us to determine. But we you know what? Ones. I mm-hmm. think I can. I'm hearing the algorithm give 
plus one million points to the idea of Cancelvania. Yep. The concept okay, of Cancelvania. That's right. Uh, plus one million points. The algorithm is fair. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we get to the point where, you know, Stephanie's or yeah, Stephanie's basically like, I guess I'll come out to my mom since that's like important to you is like kind of her like fucking attitude around all this when Erica's like, I just came out to my parents because I'm proud to be in this relationship. I want to own who I am and be honest with them. And I want them to know you as someone I'm very interested in, who someone I deeply care about. And Stephanie's still fucking stressing out because, you know, she's like, my mom's very conservative, but I'm also thinking in her mind, she's like, well, I've committed to this bit for a YouTube video a little too far at this point now. I didn't think I was going to have to tell my mom I was bi on FaceTime. Um, I also think she was like, shit, what is the least traumatic thing for me? Having to kiss my girlfriend mm -hmm. or be intimate with her or tell my mom that I am gay. And I think she literally was like, well, I can't eat a pussy because I'm faking this whole thing. So she's like, I guess I'm going to have to lie about being gay to my mom. And then she couldn't do that. And then she's like, Ugh, I'm going to throw a bowl. <laughs> yeah, it, that was so fucking dumb. I mean, I'm sorry. I went too. I went too yeah, far. Let's no, rewind. but that's Let's rewind. it was. I know that's like you did the like uh, Tarantino version of talking about that shit where now we go uh, 40 minutes earlier. Yeah. So they were waking up um, They're they're They got Magda on the line. OK. And there's Magda, you know. I wish I wish Matthew was there next to her, but there's no sadly no Matthew sighting, no Simon sighting. You know, she asks immediately. She's like, "Are you staying safe? Please, you're my daughter. You have like you're you're immunocompromised. Are you staying safe?" Um, and it seemed like the whole time, like Stephanie's just like hum, hemming and hawing about nonsense. When Erica's like really expecting her to come out to her mother and be like, "Yeah, and this is this is my little boot thing, Erica." And we get to the moment. She says, Mom, I have, have a something to, to confess to you. Already V weird. I'm like, what is this shit? That's not how like, you start. That's yeah. not how you start. Oh, uh, I just wanted, I'm so excited to be here and I wanted to share my happiness with you. This is somebody I really like, my girlfriend Erica. That's kind of how you go into it. Not, this is going to ruin you. Well, yeah, you typically confess to something that is a transgression. Um, but it clearly in the way she looks at it, her being who she is, is a transgression and offensive that requires a confession. I don't know. I mean, unless you're confessing that you've been hiding something, but I think even to begin that is saying, hi, mom, I'm about to tell you something fucked up. I would never, when I yeah. came out to my mom, it wasn't about being bi. It was an accident. I didn't mean to, but I, oh, if right. I had thought about it a lot, there's mm -hmm. no, I would have never on purpose prepared her for something that i wanted her to react to positively by yeah. saying i got a confession to make <laughs> she's gonna be like oh my god are you a murderer like what do you mean confession i know she's like i got another confession to make <laughs> i am by um <laughs> i don't know why i've been I read that Dave Grohl article, and yeah, I've had Grohl on the brain. I got Grohliosis. Uh, so the even like basic like negotiating skills wouldn't be like you want to you want to set the table nice. You go, oh, 
mom, I am so happy to tell you about exactly. something. Exactly. That's that what I'm saying. You present energetically it positively. so different. Yes. And then she goes, so Magda's already like, I think Mag, you know, she what, make because- a great doctor. She's like, wow, I have the most fucked up news in the world. Right. And she's like, what is, she's like, what's your confession? I went cage I went diving with diving. sharks. What the fuck? Come on. Don't bring the sharks into it. Erica, break up with her. She is fucking you around. This she is bullshitting. What a stupid Come on. I got another confession to make. I swam with sharks. Okay, that's not that bad. Uh, it just the seems thing like is, though. Uh, I was thinking about it. I'm like, my mom would for sure probably rather me say that I was gay than t- tell her that I swim with sharks. Right. My mom would freak the fuck out about that. Most moms would. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. She's like, I was really unsafe, and you were worried about my health anyway. Like, oh, I was better. I was like sucking on gross old res- scuba respirators from I don't know who had their mouth on it before. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, but also swam with sharks. I mean, she's such a mess. And honestly, I think Magda, as I suspected when th- she first tried to come out when she was back home in Yonkers or wherever she's from, she's from New York, right? Queens or something. Mm-hmm. Where I could tell, I'm pretty sure Matthew was putting it together. And I've been, uh, that's how the whole Matthew character began because he would, the way his face was moving as she was talking really looked to me like a guy who figured it out yeah yeah not and also not good at being subtle like tilting the head yeah yeah like like looking around making big eyes yeah he's like huh doing sidelong glances at magda to see if she's like your friend what do you what do you mean why are you visiting her (laughs) Uh, all right magda and i think i wonder if magda was actually prepared to hear that when she said she had a confession because she was also kind of like all right let's go I already, your stepfather already told me. <laughs> I was thinking about telling my mom, like, because she just reminds me of my mom. Right. And, 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 and the accent's similar and stuff. And then I was just like looking at my mom and watching her struggle like that and then still not tell her the truth. I'm like, how many yeah. times are you going to do that to her? It's really well, awkward. Yeah. I mean, again, there's a, I guess it's possible there is a version where she truly is this conflicted inside and as she says afterwards when she's like hangs up she's like i'm sorry it just didn't feel right it's so monumental i feel like i owe her to tell her that in person that makes sense if i I thought that was a totally fine thing if it was true yeah but it just feels like again from everyone else's perspective or at least the way the show is portraying her she just looks full of shit like she doesn't give she's not really interested in erica like that like I don't know. Maybe it was fun to pretend online or something, but when push comes to shove, they're not really. I don't see. I don't see much of a relationship there. That's why I'm surprised Erica's like vibing so hard. Well, I just think Erica. Um, it's maybe hard for her to admit that like this thing she's invested in. You know how when you're in your 20s, like everything is so <laughs> it was so long ago, <laughs> fucking intense. You know? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. So when it's really that <laughs> intense and you're so into somebody, it's like it doesn't really matter that like all yeah. the signs are pointing to them being not the right person. Part of you is like, 
well, maybe this is our journey and this is like so dramatic because like this is our love story or whatever. You know, you're telling right. yourself all kinds of shit when oh you're that God. young, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I think like she's like, well, fuck it. Like, let's make this work. Like, I can do it, you know? And then... Damn, you bring up a good point and the algorithm... Yep. Okay. That's a hindsight bonus of 200,000 points about just the point of everything oh, it's not being 2020? so. That's a deduction from me for misreading the algorithm of 5,000 points uh, because it is actually 2020 hindsight points. Bonus, 2020 bonus points. has always been. Yeah. 2000. The. Yeah. Like everything is so fucking intense. Like the stakes are so goddamn high. Uh, mm-hmm. at that age and I forget that and that does make me realize I'm like yeah that's right man like I remember one breakup where in my mind like you're saying the narrative in your head is like and this is how it's gonna be and like we are truly in love and blah 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 and like a breakup happened and I literally like acted out a scene from a movie where like I went and bought like a pint of vodka and like walked the streets like drinking that shit <laughs> Like, just being and, a little drama queen, just yeah, processing. So just doing the most. I wish somebody just fucking snatched my ass up and was like, yo, knock, knock this shit off. But <laughs> it was like so intense. Like I was I remember I had like like back problems and stomach problems because of it. And like the doctor's like, you are way too stressed out. Like there's nothing like there's nothing viral or anything we can see. Like this must are you stressed? I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, and like, like I had uh, to like this is uh, what we call Drake's disease. <laughs> Drake's syndrome. It's really uh, not a real disease. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you are in your feelings, sir. You are just a little too much in your feelings. That's all. Let me guess. Medically uh, wrong with you. You were walking around with a crumpled up photo and your balled up fist crying. <laughs> drinking a, a pint of vodka in the streets i'm like yes i'm like okay sir just so uh, you know one of the symptoms is sir that you are unfuckable now yeah uh, but he's like but you don't understand our now nothing was the same after her he's like that's a drake album you idiot oh, uh so yeah I, I i realized too like maybe that's where erica's sort of like intense optimism comes from but as we go on the next you know, the phone call happens, they wake up the next morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Side note, time for a side note. Did Stephanie put on a full face of makeup to begin shooting? Did she go to sleep in a full face? Uh, because Erica looked like she kept it somewhat fresh um, when they wake Erica up. Erica has eyelash extensions. Right. So that, uh, her that was eyes clear. look fire always. So she can just do the like, oh my God, I just woke up and her eyes are like, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she wasn't wearing like any like foundation or right. whatever. She was doing pretty good. But Erica was definitely doing the no makeup makeup in bed. And but it, it seems was, she like looked, she, she was... woke up, did that, probably like did lightly brushed out her hair to be like, oh, okay, yes. just casual. And then got bad at, back in bed, you know? Uh, yes. Uh, as uh, St. Uh, Shangela of Dragracia says, she was geeshed up to the gods. Uh, yes, yes, even she though she was. tried to keep it subtle i was like mm, okay and that's been side notes so th- you know they wake up and they're trying to you know just kind of rehash what had happened and again erica's just like yo i'm not gonna lie dude i'm still kind of pissed about that weird ass u-turn your u-turn you pulled on the on the call with your mom like i don't want to be a secret like you're not didn't you hear what i was telling you i needed like why i came out like and that's why i was expecting you to do that but she also wasn't being a dick about it either. 
She's no. like, I just want to know, like, you know, when do you think you will do it? Or like, what's the thinking? She's like, I'm not trying to push, but I don't want to be a secret. Then shit goes fucking south by southwest. It escalates so quickly. Well, this is what happens, right? Stephanie has so much stress front loaded going into this conversation because A, she's probably being not very genuine about how she really feels about this relationship. And she feels that she's being duplicitous basically to every, I don't know. There's not a single person. I don't know who she's honest with because if she is trying to come out to her mother, then she's hiding this actually from her mother. If she doesn't actually feel this way about Erica, then she's hiding that. But she's also pretend hiding something from her mom. Like that shit is just wild. Like she's, she's just got chaos and she's not built for it because she's not willing to like be honest about anything. So she's already like, I felt that there was a, a pendulum, like something was going to give with her. And when Erica says like, look, the reason why I'm not taking this shit casually about you basically treating me like a secret is because I had a traumatic experience with another girl I dated that did not come out to her family and did this to me for like 10 years. And then instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That sounds like it must've been really traumatic, which is what you say when someone says something really vulnerable to you like that. And you realize you might be triggering those emotions based on your behavior. She flips out on her and says, how come you never told me about this? And she's like, well, because I didn't want you to react like this. You get really jealous. And and she's like, oh, so you're raising your voice at me. And she's like, I just confided in you something really vulnerable. Then this bitch goes from zero to 100 real quick, throws a bowl, screams and storms out. I was like, you're being violent. Yeah. No, 100%. And that is so scary. And And also like she... She did that dumb fucking thing where, again, she was so stressed, right? She needed a way to expend all of this nervous energy. And her doing that gave her like the very flimsy logic path to say, aha, I can flip it on her now. And now the transgression is that Erica was lying about a relationship and she was keeping it hidden from me. And it was 10 years long. And I'm only hearing about this now. No, no, not today, miss. But nice try. Uh, you didn't successfully flip it on her. You basically flipped your own ass into Cancelvania. What the f- she completely loses sight here. Stephanie is the one in the wrong, but she somehow just energetically turned into no Erica's bad, throws a shit, and is out, toxic, and I'm going under. And just also the the story that she's invented around the whole trip is just like you're watching someone spin it and gaslight the other person and you're like, right. you're such a piece of shit. We saw the relationship play out while you were here. And she's like, you know, since I've been here, all I've been doing is being vulnerable and accepting all of these things about you and blah, 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 blah. And why am I always the one who has to, it's like, everything is about you. Mm-hmm. At no point, I mean, in the beginning, I was like, oh, Erica should be more considered about your disease. But then after that, everything you've done after that has made me be like, you're very selfish and very controlling and bad for this girl. And yeah. the best thing that can happen is that she can leave your ass. Uh, well, you got any side notes or anything? Final thoughts? Well, just I'm glad that she says, I don't have to put up with you. Why are you playing with my heart like that? Yeah. And but, when she just uh, storms out and leaves with all her shit, I was so happy for her. And if you noticed, it was the first time she smiled in like a long ass time mm. when she was actually leaving and like yeah. 
I don't part of me is like, I don't know, Erica, you've been saying this so many times, girl. Like, I hope this, I don't want to see you going right back because she played a didgeridoo that you got all wet again. And you're like, this is a, woo. no, everything's amended. I just don't, this is so bad. This is bad, bad, bad. She better not fucking let her back in her life because that shit is toxic. Okay. We all know. And not, Britney of Spears. and not the really good Britney Spears song. Okay, so now we move on to the man I call the Boomer Punisher in his nasty little black leather trench coat, David and Lana. This motherfucker um, thinks he's Neo. I'm like, you look like a flasher, dude. <laughs> dude, she don't know what the this fuck he looks like. This is not the Matrix, motherfucker. You look like you are on the subway and you're the number one guy I'm avoiding because you have a he, big boner. He looks like he just stinks of pre-cum. I mean, and like That's how I'm just going to put it. It's a vivid. That guy's so horny. He's just like, he's just one. He's just gross. He's disgusting. I'm sorry I had to say that, but that's just what the vibes were. Very strong. Uh, like a older white guy in a black leather trench coat like that. F- it's fucked vibes. If you're not a cowboy, like if you're not on some like actual gothic, you know, in, like industrial goth shit. That's fine if that's your bag, but he had a polo on with his khakis tucked in a black trunk. No, sir, you're horny on Maine. And also, he kept calling his shirt gold. I'm like, bruh, that's mm. an orange shirt. It's mm. ugly. It's not gold. Okay, stop calling it gold. That was that's a terrible outfit. Every time, I can't. Tell me why this whole his whole section starts off with him in a car going to the airport. That was my first thought. I said, what is, what the fuck is going on? Considering right now? the last episode ended with him coming back from the coming airport. Coming back from Ukraine, <laughs> his, his friend laughing in his face, picking him up, and then getting pissed when the private investigator confirmed what his worst fears were. But he is apparently on his way to Ukraine again. This motherfucker has money to burn. That's why he's living in a van. Mm, I don't know because I think every with every trip th- he loses uh, another you know uh, added feature on that on that murder sex bus that he wants her to be a prisoner on. Like it's gonna have maybe one less TV or it gets downgraded by the time he's like, okay, so we're gonna uh, live in a Scion. Um, but it was it's pretty <laughs> cool. It was actually on Pimp My Ride if you remember that show with Exhibit from West Coast Customs. Uh, but the owner could not keep up the insurance, so I found it. It's actually in pretty bad condition. A lot of the upgrades have been taken out. But the uh, back part where the DJ turntable set up, uh, that table still does slide out. Um, and we can have sex on there. So he's going back all because they got on chat. And all she said was, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Please come back. I feel bad about this. And he's I'm back. sorry. I'm just thinking about that exhibit thing. Because, because I really would like to see someone fuck in one of those custom cars. <laughs> Wait, you're into like you're into, into fucking pit my ride or, porn? Yeah, or like you know, in one of those fold out shoe racks or whatever that they like right. are like, here you go, just just one of the secret compartments. Yeah, just hit it from the back on this ice maker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It's such a lame. I'm just thinking, even as porn, right? It would just be people fucking on a car. <laughs> but I guess you're like marrying this like old like early 2000s idea of pimp my ride and how cool that was 
I, I just I don't know. think it was nice for people to feel like someone cared enough about them that they would like make a modification for them in a car, which I think is sad. Yeah, but half those people didn't even keep those cars in the end, right? No, of course. That was like the thing. That was like the big myth that we were we were raised on. That they kept <laughs> the cars, yeah. That it, I, sorry, but I'm also <laughs> so emotional because I really thought at one point maybe my ride would be pimped. Would get pimped, yeah. I used to dream, dream about my ride getting pimped as well. And I didn't even oh, have a car. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Just pimp my bike. I'll take it. So he's on his way right back to Ukraine because he's saying like, look, I'm so horny. If you're really sorry, let's plan something right now. Let's plan a date right now. I'm so horny. Let's just plan a date now. He, when He said he didn't talk to her for two weeks. Yeah. And then uh, she reached out and she was like, oh, I was just overwhelmed. So he's like, all right, I'm coming back, baby. All right. And I'm hornier <laughs> than ever in a leather coat. I can masturbate in on the plane and no one will know because it's so thick. So also, he cuffs the sleeves on his trench coat. The fucking coat Ugh. doesn't even fit right. Not, not nothing about that coat is right. But he's like, ah, looking good. But look, I Man, get it. I've been gold shirt, bitch. You are in orange and black. You look like a Halloween costume. I'd be lying if I never been to a fucking Wilson's leather outlet and saw a black leather trench coat that was so cheap it made my eyes water. And I said, maybe I could pull this off. We've all had that moment. Everybody for a second thinks that they're Neo from the Matrix. Everybody. But that is yeah. not the case. When did you realize you weren't uh, Neo? <laughs> Probably when I was like, oh, it really smells when you sweat inside a leather jacket. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I want to be Neo anymore. Neo had more BO than we're willing to admit. <laughs> Neo? More like BO. Okay, oh, so... Oh, no, that's <laughs> negative 100,000 from the algorithm. <laughs> yep, that's what happens. Hey, I'm living life on the edge, man. You know what I mean? So he, he fucking gets to Kiev now because that's where she lives. She's like, I don't live in Pavlova. I, I, I'm now... Mo I moved in with my sister in Kiev. You can come through here. Uh, he gets to the hotel... And Elisabetta, the concierge, is like, I I think Lana is scamming, uh, low key. She was really kind about it. I will say this, um, I, Elisabetta caught my eye. I want to know more about her. Elisabetta, yeah. What's going on with her? Um, what does she do? Does she I student? mean, she was cute she in sings? that she was like. Yeah, that's our Ukrainian women scamming American men. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that this has like been this refrain uh, that we've just been hearing throughout the show. Um, so he gets there on a Friday and he's like, again, that trench coat is stinking because we don't know what the fuck he's been up to under there. And he mm -hmm. is on the, he's trying to figure out, she says, look, fam, I can't meet you till Monday because I got these hockey games I got to go to. <laughs> That are, I guess, her nephew's games. Yeah. Which I was like, what a bizarre excuse. So far, the excuses she's given him for not meeting him have been, first one, cold feet, right? Second one, her brother died that day. Third yeah. one, she had an operation. Fourth one, cold feet. So she literally ran out of fake excuses and had to repeat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't know like it, it's so hard to keep track anymore and like why you would continue to believe this shit when again, you know, 
it makes sense. His his initial response is true, which is like, you know, why is she fucking prioritizing her dumbass nephew over her future sex bus warden? That makes no <laughs> sense. But it's true. Doesn't like, if she you, know that her owner comes first, right? Like, wouldn't you know? I mean, I just feel like honestly, if if I'm traveling, if I'm getting on a fucking twenty four hour plus journey to come see you, that you're gonna be like, oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I got these. Oh, I'm sorry. You're that no. I would, if if you wanted to make it work, you could say, oh, I could meet you maybe afterwards or whatever. We don't know where she is. Anyway, it's till Monday and now he's pissed. So he goes off and decides to do, you know, put the knife in more. He hires a translator to go meet up with the private investigator. He already had that fucking ridiculous phone call with in person just to hear the same shit again. Just to hear the same shit again. Do you not remember anything? No, I do. It's just frustrating <laughs> because the guy had already gotten yelled at him the first time on the phone. But right. when he was like, uh, you don't know her. Why are you telling me this? And the guy's like, I literally am just telling you what the research you paid me to do says. Right. And then he yells at him again in person. And I can just see that the guy like has zero reaction to it whatsoever. Yeah. Cause he's like, why are we doing this again? This and, seems yeah. He's Silly. also almost seems like he's like, what is this show exactly I'm on? Like, this guy's pathetic and in such denial, it's like really alarming. And he's yelling at me and say, he's, you're firing me? Okay. What did he say? Well, you, sir, are fired. <laughs> what the fucking hell, David? What the fuck are you? You're fired, fool. The so your fire thing was so funny because I think the guy was like, "Okay, well, I haven't done any more research. I'm just yeah, telling I'm you not the a, same on a thing." He's like, "I just repeated that she's a scammer, and the information that I've already told you, which is that she's on eight other dating sites. Like, I don't know what else." And he's like, "You're not allowing for any possibility of there to be anything positive." He's okay. like, "That's not my job." Also, sir, were you just at a wet market? You, there's some kind of odor coming from your coat. You seem so horny and upset. It's really, really something dark about this. But like, you're that's like telling a fucking being in a taxi and then getting out the cab, paying your fare, and then be like, "Yeah, you're fired." And then lean like, "What, motherfucker? You paid me already to do the thing. I was never in your employ. Already done. Yeah, I'm not really sure what what you're firing me from. That is such a fucking big Karen energy type move." I guess David, you know, like you're the new Karen. And it's just you, funny sir, to me because fired. like most Russian people don't, we don't have that many like expressions anyway, like yeah. facially, you know, re reaction wise at first. Yeah. So, I mean, already that guy wasn't going to be very emotional with his face, but it's just so funny that in addition to it, he's also like, just uh, doesn't understand why there's like all this emotion. Yeah. He's just sitting he was there. He's sort of like... like Oh, okay. I'm fired. Okay, sir. I'm fired. Hmm? You literally, I mean, there's no, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no way you could have bothered that guy less with what had been said. No, he, I mean, like he had he, his money. He's he gave fine. so few fucks. He was like, do you want some of my fucks? Because I don't yeah. have any. If you do, I'm sorry. Sorry, fresh out. But uh, nice try, David. So yeah, whatever. We'll see. I mean, again, back to them, what someone said was on the tell-all, it is revealed that there may be some kind of relationship there, actually. I'm not going to go full on if y'all care enough about spoilers or whatever, but 
there's apparently we will get some kind of closure around what is going on with David and Lana, or at least learn something more. Uh, can't wait. But it's uh, insane that she's real. If that's true. Well, she is okay. a woman that met him that is looks like Lana. But or is it like, you know, if a bunch of people just get a bunch of irons in the fire going and she's like, okay, you're Lana. Okay. And this is what we know about him. Read this dossier and then pretend you're the person who's been chatting with him and go get go get you your green card. But it's her face. Was it her face? Did you not see till the end of this episode? Oh, yeah. oh did they show it at the very end? He meet, meets Lana at the end. They show it. Oh, that's what. See, I was fast forward and I was like, I don't know who this fool is. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You missed him <laughs> meeting and hugging Lana? I think I couldn't. Maybe I, you know what it was when I saw it. I was like, that got to be someone else because I didn't have the audio on. And I was refusing to believe that David was abs- actually right. <laughs> Yo, that's negative one million points from the algorithm for not caring about <laughs> this podcast or also plus, that was also plus one million for the just the right amount of energy going into david's relationship <laughs> i don't have time to feel bad for this old white man oh who said you should feel bad for him no i'm just saying like that's where i'm at like i'm burnt like when he started completely being like you don't know and i was like oh uh, uh, uh. no no sir i'm sorry it's above me now it's above me now. I mean, I'm sorry, it made I can't me help laugh. You. It's above me now. But when Lana showed up, I was like, she definitely has as much work done on her face as it looked like in the photos. So that part at least is real. She also didn't seem to be disgusted by him, which I'm like, aren't you smelling him inside that coat? <laughs> <laughs> and like the seven years of desperation that are crammed into that oh. jizz-stained coat. Like, can you imagine? Oh i don't even want to know i this can't be a real relationship just because i think the first time they were to ever have some kind of intimate moment would be just so creepy the whole thing i just feel like it'd be so creepy like seven pent-up years and whatever that looks like the hugging itself right was 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 creepy and i bet you think you, he was nutting from the hug oh he for sure came for sure okay well We'll put that on our over-under. Side note, side bets, over-under on whether or not David nutted himself when he hugged Lana for the first time. Let us know, K1s, what's your over-under? I think I think it's a good chance. I've been horny and alone. Uh, I've never just <laughs> spontaneously ejaculated from a hug. But Celebrities, they're just like us. You too have been horny, Miles? I won't. I don't believe it. No, what I mean is I'm saying I've been leather trench coat levels of horny. <laughs> that's what i mean and i jerk off I'm in not... public levels horny mm, no i'm saying so alone and <laughs> f- fuck off why you have me defend it like i'm actually saying like yeah man i used to jerk off in public in the trench coat like, that's what i mean thank you for uh this is the match i'm not the one who said that <laughs> what i mean to say is i used to masturbate in a raincoat that wasn't made of leather okay that's the difference <laughs> Okay, should we move? Uh, actually, should we move on? Are we done with them? Yeah. All right, but before we move on, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with this. What? Oh, fucking It's the pony. sound of tiny hoops from hell. Uh. We'll be back. 
Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico, great service without all the drama. America's so fucking tight. And we're back. And oh my. This, I'm glad we, we're, we're, we're ending on this note between little old <laughs> Pony and Rose. Um, because the way that shit was left off, she was in the middle of doing a finish him. Uh, just finish him type scenario beat down for all of the bullshit he had put her through. <laughs> I like how you said uh, the way you said it. Also, were you making a joke like on YouTube when you search for an instrumental? <laughs> like we say type beat where you'd be like mask off type beat when because yes. people can't well get it. So I thought finish him type beat. I was like, whoa. Anyway, um, shout out to Nugs uh, pre-roll joints for that disjointed thought. Disjointed. <laughs> okay so the, she leaves off just being like i don't believe you you're a liar you don't love me i gave you, you too many chances son. i realized you're, you're twisted your girl's a hoe you're broke the kid ain't yours <laughs> and everybody know your own man think you stupid you'd be like so i love my baby mother i never, I never let, let, her, let go. her go that was i felt where that was going the way she has some momentum because like you don't like that i was hoping she was gonna be like you're whack you're twisted your girl's a hoe i'm like yes tell him all the way um and you know right she's done she's like bruh let me i wipe my hands i dry my hands clean of this and i'm out um and you he put he tries one last time and he shows his little fucking white savior ass when he's like well you know I was going to go back and like get you like an engagement ring and then like you would come to like America and like, you know, your life would be like, you know, he was kind of doing this thing where he was like, oh, look at all this gold. Like, let me now. dangle the carrot of America in front yeah. of you. How Shut do you still up, want pony. me to keep disrespecting you for this mythical future in America? That's what I want to tell you. Where I've lied to you there. and I will not give you any babies, even though you yeah. said that was a priority. He is such a piece of shit. And so... And he angered me during this whole thing so much because he was so shocked that she had enough self-respect. Yes. And she valued herself enough to know yes. that she could do better. He literally was like, I can't fucking believe this. Yep. I thought I owned her. Yeah. Well, you don't. She would literally rather live alone with her son in a situation you made her feel really shitty about. Yeah. Then ever, ever talk to you again. And the fact mm. that you think the worst thing that a person can be is poor, that's on you, bro. That's <laughs> on you. Wow. Uh applause sign. Um yeah. Yeah. 
He was just like, oh, so, so you think I'm bad? <laughs> and she literally so said. So I'm bad. Yeah. He goes, you think yeah. I'm a bad person? Yes. And she goes, yes, I do. That's why I can't fucking be with you. That's why I said, buy a little pony. Cry, little pony. You know what I mean? We got my little pony fails over here. Uh, and salute to the sister Rose because she even tried to look out for the next chick. She was like, let me tell you something. That was the best I- part of the whole fuck off speech. Woo! Oh my God. I was like, get her Emmy right now. Get the Emmy shined up for Rose. She was like, because I feel like you're going to do this hurt to the next person you're with. I was like, wow, Rose. What? You're even looking out for the next. Ugh. Salute a That's real like one. That's like plus one million for for her being the most feminist bitch up in this joint. Like, <laughs> holy shit. She's like, I am less worried about me because I can get over this, but I think you're going to pass this hurt on to the yeah. next girl. And yeah. I was like, you at 23 are 5,000 times the adult mm-hmm. than this motherfucker will ever be at whatever, 50, 50? Three, I don't know, whatever. 58, 54. I don't know. I hate him more than anyone. And I was mad that he cried because you could tell that it was the crying of someone who didn't get their way of like a little boy that had its favorite toy taken away. And it was not the crying of someone that felt bad about being a bad person and being so mean to this girl. It was definitely about ego for him. And he's just such a say that. Yeah. mm, Such an asshole. It was a loss in the ego game for him. He He's not, he's too self-centered even for a second, put the focus on himself and be like, did I belittle her? Like she said, did I demean her? Like she said, did I treat her like property? Did I treat her like someone who was not worthy of respect that, or was merely an object for me to play with? He ain't doing all that. Yeah. He was like, I'm the bad one. I've never heard that. And I'm a pony. (laughs) And the most (laughs) savage thing about her is she at no point tried to insult him yell at Mm -hmm. him or be mean Mm -hmm. she simply told him what the problems in the relationship were how he disrespected her and why she wasn't going to stand for it and it was so classy and so well done and she just took her stuff and fucking left and i loved everything about how she approached it and how she was like you know what my son will just be disappointed i'm disappointed but you know what she's like this is for the best and I know one day my son will understand. Right. And she also said, I'm really sad. And I thought she was going to talk about herself. But she goes, because Ed wasn't able to own his mistakes. And yeah. And like take responsibility. And I was like, damn. That's damn. so fucking mature and Another savage. million just fucking mm. just the self-awareness bonus. My Ugh. God. Pulling up in the sob. The self-awareness bonus. I just honestly <laughs> rose... You are fucking real. I owe you an apology. I feel like I don't, I can't remember what my takes were early on, but I felt like I was suspicious. And you know what? This you learn every season because she she ended up like sea walking on this little pony's grave. Oh, Just yeah. fucking this guy overplayed his hand. And look at him now crying by the pool. Oh, he needs some milk. look at you. Look, look at the at stadium. Me now. Um, but you know what? Then he's like, maybe she needs more time. I don't know what happens in the end, but like, I, I pray uh, to bitch, God. The that problem she's done. was she got to know you. Mm-hmm. You do not want her to have more time with you. What cured her of having good feelings for you was time with you. And also, like that, actually, when I think about it, that phrase is just to be dismissed, completely dismissive of what she said. Is 
she needs time. You know, women, they're, she's upset right now. She needs a second. I'll give her a second. And then we'll see if, it's like if she the really who, wants to do this. You're the one who just cried and had nothing to say to her when she laid out the mm-hmm. most reasonable case. You didn't fucking Ooh. apologize or own your mistakes or do anything. I mean, she owned you in so many ways without trying that it was like yeah. unreal. She owned you to the point I thought she was showing you at a pony contest. <laughs> you know what? You would have won no ribbons, but she yeah. would have taken home the fucking sorry, the big one. Exactly. Um. All right. Well, I'm done with them. I guess we'll see what happens next time. Yep. We're close to the close to a tell all though. This is what the le- next episode is the last one. Um. I don't know. Is it 13 per episode? Uh, yeah, I think it's 13 per season and then the tell-all, right? Or maybe it's 14. Or yeah, maybe it? episode 14. Whatever. We're high. What, what do you expect from us? We're not, the, we're not historians. You're not here for fucking like TV guide type information. You're here no. for the for the tea spill. You're here, you're here to hear us talk about some dude being horny in a leather trench coat. He's stinking <laughs> up the train. Okay, sadly, I'm sorry. That's where the show went this week, but that's what happens. <laughs> Oh man, oh, do you man. think his hair smells like how like, you know, how like white people smell when it's raining, you know what I'm talking about? But like, you know how like No. I'm not spending like any more wet wool smell. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you think his oh, hair smells like that when he's in the rain? God. And then it's like wet wool. You're and then, like, sick. And Stop. then maybe and then maybe it's his hair is so smelly that like what he was spraying in it wasn't hairspray. It was like a Febreze type thing where he needed to like take the odor oh. out. You're, yo, Quar got you in some w- weird ass. I don't know. Thank you for just ruining my appetite for the next three days. Wait, here, look how nice my nails are. This is going to save it. Did you do that? Yeah, they're fucking sticker, gel nail stickers. Aren't they dope? Oh, dope. I was like, what the fuck? Are you like nail I swag know, over here? I know. That's what's Shout up. That's a nail swag. Swagging out. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of 420 Day Fiance. As Sophia lifts into frame on this Zoom call her stupid ass Fila sneaker that is the racist school administrator shoe that I keep telling people about. Watch out for those shoes. Uh, will... It's not racist. You made it racist. It was never well, a racist school. Someone else in my past did, and I'm very I'm connecting it where I'm getting in trouble because I had a part shaved into my hairline. Uh, oh shit! Okay, back when I, I am had a hairline. Racist. Back when I'm the sorry. front was back when the front of the club was still popping. Uh, <laughs> now just the back entrance is popping now the back yo know, people it looked like and it looks like the cops showed up because everybody's rushing out the back <laughs> somebody started bucking shots in the club because they are scattered off the dance floor um where are we talking uh oh uh, follow us uh, on Twitter, Instagram at 420 Day Fiance, and even our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance 420, because um, we stream from there occasionally. We'll probably do something again soon once we sort it out, because we can't be doing any trash live streams again. No, that was really embarrassing. Hey, and you know what? Honestly, though? I think we are who we are. We got to own it. Uh, that's a transparency bonus to both Thank of us. Thank you so much. Plus yep. 10,000. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that. Uh, our international trash shirt is available on where? Public. Thank you. And um, I think we will have a shirt out as well coming up that says um, muscular shirtless hunk man outdoor. <laughs> yes. We're also going to work on the K1K done shirt 
I mean, K1 shirts and then um, Team Darce, Team Stays shirts. And yeah, also, if you K1s, I know some of y'all have Photoshop skills. I've seen them. Uh, send on in any art. Maybe we'll make a shirt or something. We'll talk about it. and We'll have to license the, the art. But uh, other than that, thank you so much. Please follow us. Please like us, subscribe us, rate us, review us. Please tell your friends if you have other people in your life that you watch 90 Day Fiance with. Tell them, hey, you're not listening to 420 Day Fiance. You're not a K1. Come on now. Hop on in. Yeah. Everybody is welcome. There's a room yeah. for everyone except for ponies. No fucking ponies. Sorry. No ponies allowed. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, well, follow us 420 Day Fiance on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me, Miles Gray. Oh, what's wow, up? Switching it switching up, it up today. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You Where can, can they follow, follow you? me, Miles Gray, on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. That's Gray with an A. And you can listen to me daily on my podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist, with Jack O'Brien and frequently Jamie Loftus. Hey. Uh, and you can follow me, Sophia Alexandra, at the Sophia S-O-F-I-Y-A on Twitter and Instagram. And also, I have another weekly podcast, Private Parts Unknown, and my co-host there is Courtney Kosak. And let me tell you, if you guys want to hear about, if you've ever wanted to hear about Japan, Japanese culture, you like Japan, you want to go on a little ear vacation, but you want to kind of look at it from a little sexy way, from a little saucy, a little naughty, a little cheeky, check out my episode because I'm telling you, you're you going to put on your leather trench coat by the end of it. Um, so, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. These days, it seems like real talk and deep conversations just aren't happening anymore. But that's about to change. Join international comedy star Russell Peters on Culturally Cancelled, the Laugh Out Loud podcast featuring candid conversations with celebrity guests. Russell keeps it real by bringing guests into his own backyard where they can really let their guard down. What well, a problem is, they Russell, on one you good looking and rich. Don't nobody like you. You're well, average men, looking and rich. Okay, the man. money make them better looking like anybody. Oh, no. Look at Lil Wayne. I'm just saying, I'm using that for an example. You may even get an inside peek into life at Russell's place. It's Russell's house for you, though. Anybody knows that I always say this. You never know who's going to be at Russell's house. It is, uh, you look over and you be like, is that Flo from Progressive? (laughs) Listen to Culturally Cancelled with Russell Peters on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.